Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, Texas A&M. So uh, oh. Jimbo, and, Jimbo and Bobby Petrino are going to fight on the sidelines. Okay. Gur. <laughs> Very gur, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so they come in. They were Texas 5-7, and seven, um, 2 and 6 in conference. So here's some things here. All right. Texas A&M, they can only go up, right? Uh, right. This is where mm-hmm. you participate, right? I guess. Okay. I, I, I did not know this was audience participation. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. It's audience participation. But when I point at you. Okay. So Bobby Petrino, they bring him in, offensive guru, but we all know Jimbo Fisher, angle, let it go. So, but what what are the pieces they have to work with? Connor Wegman. You know, we... We we saw glimpses of Connor Wegman and, and flashes glimpses of the of that talent that he has, um, but uh, again, it's going to be a very very hostile situation. Um, you got Max Johnson, you got Marcel Reed uh, also in the mix. I wouldn't be surprised if Marcel Reed took over halfway through the season, uh, to be honest with you. But um, this is going to be this is going to be an interesting deal at quarterback, but. They're gonna have a good receiving core. Receiving core. Anaya Smith is coming back. He's come back from a leg injury. Um, that's gonna be good. Evan Stewart uh, and Donovan Green are are the three uh, big pass catchers. Donovan Green being the tight end. Uh, Ruben Owens is has to make an impact at running back. He's taking over for Devin A. Chain, uh, and then this O line. Uh, they have two future NFL guys: center Bryce Foster and six eight three hundred thirty pound tackle uh, Ruben. Fathery, I think I said that right. So offensively, again, they just got to hit on explosive plays. They've got to take advantage of field position, they, and they've got to put sixes across the board instead of threes. So um, I think they have the I think they have the pieces to do it. It's just a matter of the two nitwits uh, calling the shots are going to be able to get along long enough to actually do something with this offense, and that's going to be a key factor there defensively. Okay. Um, they they might be number one in the nation against the pass, um, but here's here's why defensive front they're supposed to be dominant, um, and they're they're starting to pay off. Walter Nolan, um, he's got pla- he's shown flashes last year. He's got to take that next step. Shamar Turner and Fidel Diggs also. Um, so their their defensive line is starting to take shape a little bit. Um, they have Tony Grimes transfer from North Carolina. If you remember that name, he actually reclassed right before graduation, graduated early and enrolled early at North Carolina. Josh DeBerry transferring in from Boston College. Those are two NFL guys. Tony Grimes is a corner. Uh, Sam McCall also coming in from Florida State. Uh, again, secondary got real strong through the transfer portal. And you you add that to Damani Richardson, and you have a pretty good back end there, like I said. If this team can get their you-know-what together. Uh, linebackers should be really good. Chris Russell, um, he was a leading tackler last year. He's coming back. No reason he shouldn't be the leading tackler again. He joins Edrin Cooper uh, as well. So they uh, that's going to be a good tandem uh, as the as the linebacking core. So that's your defense right there. So when you, when you look at the season for Texas A&M, um, obviously stop the run. They got to be better against the run. They allow 2,500 yards. Um, over 2,500 rushing yards um, and teams that were able to run the ball su- uh, successfully were all were actually able to run the ball successfully against AM. So if you had, if you were in a slump running the ball, just play Texas AM, that'll get you out of your slump. So they need to get better at that. 
Uh, they're two and five when they allow over four and a half yards per carry. Um, Josh DeBerry is their biggest gain. That's debatable. Uh, Chris Den- uh, Denver Harris, he transferred out to LSU. Their, their uh, key player is defensive tackle McKinley Jackson. He's going to be the, the swing guy there. And their key game, what do you think their key game is? Ole Miss. Alabama. <laughs> no. They they have their key it game. It can't be Georgia because they're not allowed to play, right? Right. No, they're, they're not allowed to play that one. Um, <laughs> Arkansas. I don't know why. This one's a head scratch. I don't know why this is their key game. Really? I don't know. Oh, I, I like. can tell you why it's their key game. If you look at their schedule, I think that's the start of a run that has like um, Alabama, LSU, or not LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. It's like a there's like a four game stretch that if they lose that Arkansas game, that things could absolutely go sideways and cost Jimbo his job. Yeah. So it's a key game because if they lose that game, they may be five and seven again. They've got yeah. to beat. It could get ugly. If they, it could yeah. get ugly. If it, that's the, Te- that's the Texas four and eight. Yeah. <laughs> Texas two and two and 10. Yeah. <laughs> Texas open head coaching job. Um, yeah. By the way, Texas A&M is the only school in the SEC currently and actually, you can say this um, once Texas and Oklahoma comes in as well, that has not won a national championship in the big three um, sports since 1940. Oh, wow. You want to hear some fun facts for the for the Aggies? Time of possession. Uh, their opponents have been on average at, uh, 32 minutes and 12 seconds to Texas A&M's 27 minutes, 52 seconds. Red zone. Uh, A&M is 34 of 38 in the red zone. For eighty nine percent, and their opponents are thirty two of forty four, seventy three percent, not good. Um, opponents, the the total yards is almost dead even. A uh, and M's four four thousand three hundred thirty to the opponents four thousand three hundred eighty. So that's just about even there. So the went the over under win total is set at seven and a half. Um, I'm going to take the under under. Uh, I'll tell you, over-under on, say, week four, over-under before Barbara Trino and Jimbo getting to it's a match over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what what do I have to say to say sooner? Yeah. yeah it's like six under. books out there and a trapper keeper of his plays, you know, <laughs> right. trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. And Bob Petrino, you know, he's like, no, no, no. We, just, let me handle Last this. And Jimbo's like, no, I have the perfect play right. in here. It is it's in here behind the green tab. I know. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know the loud sound it makes. Uh, you got 15 seconds to get a play call off. Mm-hmm. I got it right here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Hey, have you seen my readers? It's around your neck, Jimbo. Right. Good. Oh, wait. I could be right here. Yeah. On his nose. <laughs> so, Looks up. Uh, mm-hmm. That's it. So that's, uh, that's Texas A&M in a nutshell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.